So, uh, it's been a minute since, uh, I really don't know what I'm, I don't know what I'm saying here. <laughs> okay, so there's a, there's a lot to say. And you, if you haven't read the episode description, you may be in for a bit of a surprise. We've, uh, we've changed formats, so now we are a straight uh, libertarian radio network. And uh, that is not true. No, we, we're, we had a little bit of a, a staff change. Probably a good way to put it. And we had to make some decisions, and there were some people that had to get cut. And there were only two of us, and it's my show. So it was Jerry that got cut. He got fired. No, he did not get fired. <laughs> So, no, the voice you hear on the other end here is, uh, is, is a good friend of mine, Jay. This is Jay Hale. Say hello, Jay. Hello, Jay. So, Jay is going to, I would say be the new Jerry, but that's pretty disparaging. That's not fair. To I'll anybody. be the new Jerry. I'm no, 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 no. Jerry's a handsome fellow. Yeah, he's an all right guy. No, so <laughs> Jer- Jerry uh, runs a record store here in Flint, uh, Jack's Record Stash on First Street. And uh, Jerry's a great guy, but Jerry has a lot going on. And Jerry had to make some decisions about what he had time for. And, you know, uh, he did not have time uh, to do this. And that's fine. You know, Jerry and I are good friends. No hard feelings. I, I wish him well. And he is always welcome back as a guest of the show whenever he'd like. So, yeah, that's... Uh, Got my foot in the door. So yeah, yeah. that's a plus. It's a win-win. Thanks, so, Jerry. So then I thought to myself, <laughs> what other idiot would do something like this with me? That's where I come in. Yeah, and that's where Jay comes in. <laughs> so... Yep, Jay. Uh, I'm over here grabbing at cords. That yep, don't go yeah, anywhere. I hear that. Very professional podcast here, folks. Yeah, you know, we also have some new technology we're using. So I'm using a new back end for the studio, and hopefully it helps to alleviate some of the oral issues, a u r a l issues uh, that there may have been in the past. And uh, I would love making some, me nervous there for a minute. I'd, <laughs> well, we it's just us in this room. <laughs> uh, but uh, I would uh, love any feedback if I hear from anybody on social media. Let me know how it sounded, and if you have any questions or you know any uh, recommendations, I'd be happy to take them. But I'm still uh, pushing to do a whole episode in auto tune. You want to like, do a whole auto tune oh, episode? Yeah, for sure. Maybe we could do this one like that. Hold on, Ooh. I don't think. Let me let me see what kind of buttons I got here. Yeah. Uh, I don't see anything like that. But um, we'll I, work on that one. Yeah, yeah, we'll work on it. <laughs> so Jay, Jay has been a friend of mine for I don't even know how many decades now. We're both old. But we are old. We are old, and uh, you know, Jay's a. I'll let you. I'll let you introduce yourself and uh, talk about yourself in a minute. But I do want to say that from a show perspective, you should not expect a whole lot of changes. We may play with the format a little bit. We may add some segments, um, whatever. But uh, you should expect that the show should re- retain. Um, the same similar structure that it had in the past. So, Jay, why don't you introduce yourself to the audience? Oh, wow. Um, I don't really know even where to go with that one. What's your sign? What's my sign? For you, it's stop. No, for you, it's go. <laughs> um, no, I uh, like, like Mike was saying, I've been, we've been friends for eons, 20 plus years or something Easily. like that. Uh, I moved over 20 years uh, ago. Friends with Jerry. Friend, I mean, we've yep. all been kind of friends forever yep uh i'm probably more of the casual gamer nowadays than you are um i know you're quite the collector at this point it's more of a i know i do switch and that's about as far as i go because i'm old and i have kids um but i used to love games uh that was actually how you and i pretty much met i think we met downtown but then we just kind of realized we both are like you know I like Tekken. Don't you like Tekken? Yeah, that was probably. <laughs> and then, like, 
hey, I can make this bootleg of Tekken. Let's go play Tekken at your house, and then we'll go to the arcade and smash people. Hey, yep. here's here's King's combo that you can't stop. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah, Those yeah. were the days. Indeed, indeed. But, yeah, so, so to your point, yeah, we've we've known each other for 25 years now, I'd yeah, say. At least. Uh, and know. I mean, we've been friends for a long time. Uh, you know, Mike was out of state. I know he's talked about that on the podcast previously, that he moved away for a while, and we kind of grew apart, and then – he moved back, and we've gotten back together. We have the same affinities for a lot of stupid retro things. It's like I never even left. more than games, and yeah, it's pretty much yeah. we're we both act like we're seventeen yeah. still. So yeah. we're right in that wheelhouse. But Hold other it. than that, I mean, I'm pretty much a basic dude. Yeah, so. very good. Uh, so I haven't really prepared anything. This is going to be a very uh, introductory, loose episode. Again, no no specific format. Just a little bit of discussion with you and I. Talk a little bit about the things that you like and maybe what we should expect going forward. Uh, and, you know, that that's pretty much it. So let me, I guess, you know, I'm going to hit you with the hard questions. Are you ready? Ooh. Yeah. I will comment that Mike lit a candle in here because I smell terrible. Um, and it smells fantastic. I believe it's a teak wood. It's delicious. Mahogany teakwood. Mahogany. Rich ma- rich mahogany with many, le- many leather-bound books. Merlin Olson comes over <laughs> from time to time. It's... No big deal, but, um, so tell me about, because we, you know, I went through all this and if anybody wants to listen to it, they can go back and listen to episode one of the show. Tell me a little bit about your history with game, with video games. Like when did you first start playing? What what was the thing that really got you, you know, um, uh, I want to say like addicted or locked in or it really, you know, when did you really start to take an interest in them? What are, you know, what, what are your favorite things, games, systems, uh, you know, What's your favorite 3DO accessory? You know, those kinds of things. That's what the, that's what the people want to know. I was pretty basic. I don't know if I could say I got into the 3DO stuff. Um, <laughs> you, I would you say did. You did. You don't remember, but you were. we mentioned you, I think. We were talking about how we rented uh, Plumbers Don't Wear Ties that one time. Oh, good Lord. Yeah, yeah. I still have never played that. I've yeah. watched it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, a lot I've of people, watched it. A lot of people are in the same boat. Uh, go ahead. Um, no, I, I mean, we're similar in age, so I got into it probably around the same time. Uh, Atari, Nintendo. Um, I remember having an Atari when I was a kid playing, uh, oh, I can't even think of the name of the game anymore. Uh, There's a guy throwing bombs at you, and you had to use the paddles to catch the bombs in the basket. Kaboom. Yeah, kaboom. That's it. Yep. Look at that. See, I'm old. Kaboom's great, though. Of um, all those games, I we talked about this at one point uh, in the past, and I'm sure I'll keep saying that, but... Uh, Atari games were so basic, and oh, there weren't sure. a lot of them that I was like, I like this, like Stampede or whatever it was. I was like, okay, you know, like they are all very repetitive and basic games. There are some that I really enjoy, and that Pitfall. is one of them. Yeah, Kaboom. Pitfall was pretty fun too. Pitfall, I always say Pitfall Two is my favorite Atari game of all time. Uh, but I would say that Kaboom is one of those games that you could play over and over again because it's just like it's the classic arcade feel of like there you have to kind of learn patterns and you're never going to finish it. Like it's always going to be like, you know, there will always yeah, be another bomb ends. to drop. Yeah. yeah. So what kind of a weird ass game was that? Like you were like a, like what were you just a bar that instantly diffused bombs? And if it hit the ground, I, I guess I never understood. Like if you think about Kaboom at its core, what is a, what is really happening? There's a, there's a guy on top of the wall. Is he trying to escape or destroy stuff? And if it hits the bar, it the bomb diffuses. But if it hits the ground, you die. Like, I, it's a great. That is one thing that never made sense. And if I remember right, which I'm actually googling it now, is uh, 
I remember, I think the bad guy or the villain that was throw that throw bombs at you. He had um, a mask on and everything. He yeah, he looked like he was like in jail. Like he had yeah. like a stripe, a pinstripe, that, like black and that, white suit on. That's what I mean. Did you break out to do this? How how do you have so many bombs? Where is there? A, you're up on top of this wall. Is there a stockpile to the top of the wall, or is there somebody feeding you these bombs? Maybe he had like a whole team in there that was know. throwing bombs at him. Yeah, the dude had like a hat and like a striped suit, and yep. he literally threw bombs at you. Yep, and you had baskets that you caught bombs in. I guess like a bomb-diffusing basket. I, I guess, but hmm. I don't know. Atari was so weird, though. Yeah. Like, there were so many games like that. They were doing a lot of drugs at Atari back Clearly, the apparently, they were good in the That 70s. was actually, I think, believe that was a Activision game, right? Wasn't Kaboom Activision? Yes, Activision. Yep. So, so. yeah. Anyway, yeah, the guy just I'm looked sure they like did drugs, a, too. Guy looked like a thief. <laughs> I'm sure. Still do. But no. Um, but, no, I mean, I digress. We're talking about... Kaboom, probably way longer than we should have anyway. No, but I don't think way, it's about the right amount of time. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I started out Atari, uh, what was that, the 2600 console, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I started out probably around there. We had like a, uh, uh, I think a ColecoVision, like when I was real little, but I didn't understand that stuff, so. Yeah. Um, probably my, like, my tipping point definitely was Nintendo. Like, yeah, I remember that's... getting the, the basic system, had the gray gun before. Everything was the action set. orange and yeah. And uh, I remember like getting it for Christmas and I was so amped to get it. And my parents pretty much spent the whole day playing it and not <laughs> letting me play it. Go play with the toys we got you. Yeah. We're playing this. This is for us and you eventually, but not today. Yeah. Well, I think it was about a week or two after I got it that I actually got to play. It was probably like around the first of the year. Okay. So, but um, that was probably like one of my big tipping points with games was I was really hooked when. I got a Nintendo because I, I remember like, geez, pro wrestling. I mm-hmm. love that game because I was big into wrestling then. Yeah. That's one of the things kind of similar like me and Jerry. Jerry's uh, a huge into wrestling. Yep. yep. I, I was huge. I loved wrestling when I was a kid. Yep. And uh, King Slender was your favorite? Yes. Actually, he was. <laughs> um, but it was just one of those. We just it, like playing, uh, playing wrestling and. And playing Mario, and I remember the first time my friend got one of the action pads with the outdoor game set, and mm-hmm. we were too lazy to run, so we just sit on the floor and like <laughs> slap hands. it like a drum set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to yeah. beat everybody running and doing the long jump and all that. Speaking so. of drums, we probably should mention you do play. Uh, you've been in a couple bands around town, and you've played drums for a long time. So I do. yeah, no, I forgot to uh, mention that. Uh, yeah. Definitely, and yeah, I'm definitely not the greatest drummer to come out of Flint, but. I can count to four, so I guess that's a yeah. Plus. I was gonna say that's better than <laughs> that's better than ninety percent of them. All right, so yeah. NES, you got a lot. You were screwed over just like me. Like, oh, an NES, this is it. I guess this is the rest of my life. I believe I said at one point. Yep. So, <laughs> so, um, and any favorites? Like any particular favorites on the console or? Uh, honestly, with Nintendo, um, the original NES system, I liked a lot of games. I don't think there was one. It wasn't, and you know where I'm going here, but it wasn't until Super Nintendo that mm-hmm. really I was hook, line, sinker, like, it's my life. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, we if we jump into that, it's definitely Super Metroid. Yep, yep. Um, I was actually super amped, no pun intended, with uh, the Nintendo, or with Switch now, because I don't 
like I said, I don't play as much as I used to. Sure. But I was super excited when they came out with the little online package and they give you a handful of Nintendo and Super Nintendo games. Yeah. And that was the first one I played when I signed up for it. It was amazing. I'm not surprised. It took me forever. I remember playing the game when I was a kid, not using anything other than a Nintendo Power in the owner's manual and beating the game in like two and a half, three hours and playing it literally watching a walkthrough online now because I can't figure any of it out. Uh, I think it took me eight and a half hours to beat it. I mean, there were a lot of things going through it that I was like, oh, I remember this. Oh, I remember this. I have no idea how I got here or where I'm going, but I remember this. And then there was a couple things where I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing right now. It's funny. But I still argue that that is, even compared to the games that are out now, that is still one of the all-time best games ever made. How can you say that about Call of Duty Black Ops? Do you cod plop? No. Yeah, no, and I don't either. I don't like. I, what about I, Warzone? I'm, I'm Are a you weir- Warzone, bro? I'm a weird one. I don't like Call of Duty. I know a lot of people think I'm insane. I've tried it. I just I couldn't get it. I don't out. think it's that weird. I think uh, those games now. Uh, I don't know. It's just they're all franchises. It's kind of boring to me. I I'm as from a first person shooter perspective. You know, I was a big PC nerd too, so I enjoyed playing them on there, and I always had a hard time like playing those kinds of games on a console because I was like, this is not the best way to do this. And if you ever had like somebody who was good at a game like that on a console and, and you could get a cross-platform with a person on a PC playing each other, the person on the PC will always have the advantage because they're more nimble, they can do things quicker. It's just more difficult to do them, and you're more limited on a on a console. So I always, oh, for sure. I always struggle with that. But, but yeah, so that, no, I know you love, you love Super Metroid. You love it. Um, what else? I mean, we obviously we have we, <laughs> we have our own... Uh, you know, uh, personal experience together with with some video games slightly after the Super Nintendo there. Oh yeah, well, definitely. I mean, Tekken was a big one for me. Um, I love the Tekken franchise. Like I was absolutely hooked on that. Um, I still really enjoy the the stand up side scroll fighting style game. Yeah, I still think those are really fun. Um, I haven't really gotten into them as much. Again, I'm in the Switch, so I'm kind of handcuffed with what I have and. Um, like I look at, I think you and I were talking about it a few weeks back about how it was crazy that like some of these games aren't even coming over to Switch even though they're running the Unreal Engine now. Yeah, so. PS4 seems to be, and probably 5 soon, the platform of choice as it relates to home console fighting games. So that's where your Street Fighters live and um, that's where most people who are competitive would play. So if you're playing it competitively, I guess PS4 has, you know, I don't know, better accessories that's more suited. I, I don't, I don't know. I'm with you. I, I I have a hard time with, and I think a lot of people probably have this. I don't really love like 3D fighters. Tekken kind of was, but it really wasn't. Like there, were, you could do some side to side and 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 that, but it was still kind of a linear. Like you don't understand what I'm saying. Like yeah, it's not like you're going in circles. Like Virtual Fighter, I felt like you could go in like circles. You could dodge left and right, but you were never really like dodging left and right. It was more of like how the camera panned more yeah. than how you moved. And te- you're still well, kind of going back and forth. Even with Tekken, I don't think they did the sidestepping. And I might be wrong. Somebody might have to correct me on that. But I don't think they did sidestepping until three or four. It probably was at least two or three. I don't remember. I know it was in three. I'm yes. almost positive it was in three. The only thing I can so. remember from two was just some of the stuff you could do with Lay, where you could drop down yeah, on yeah. the ground. But I don't think Man. they actually had sidestepping. Then. We played... Remember, <laughs> story time. <laughs> we... uh. I had that. I had an apartment out in Kyle's first apartment I lived in. This was probably 1996. 
you know? And then, it was about the size of the room we're yeah, in right now. Yeah, it's about the size of the room we're in right now. <laughs> it's you not guys a big can't room. see, but it's about 10 by 12. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the whole apartment. And I had, yeah, let's see, I had my TV, my computer desk, a, a fold-away bed, uh, a space heater, like the heater that was in the middle of the room or yep. off to the side. And then you had like a kitchenette with a bathroom where you could like have your foot in the shower while you sat on the toilet and also wash your hands all at once. But yeah, we spent a lot of time over there, you know, you we and did. I and... Uh, we had a good crew of people that would come over, and we, like I said, we made a uh, we made a fun uh, made some. I was I was the computer nerd again, so you you know make some backups, figure out how the how to do the swap trick, and and we then we would we would literally go and do that, play that game at home, and then we would go over to like Aladdin's castle or wherever, and then we would just wreck people because it was the same game. It was like this is the arcade port, this is it, right? Yeah. So I'm learning all the patterns and how to like okay, I'm going to use this like this Paul 7 or t- 10 hit combo or whatever. And people were like, fuck you, man. They would just leave. Like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> or wait. That was always my favorite story. Somebody would be like, I'm good. You go ahead. And then they're like, I'll just go after you. <laughs> the best is I was so wrapped up in that game. That was probably one of my turning point games towards the end of me being big in the game, in the playing games. But I remember you and we had another friend, Chris, yeah. that uh, I, at one point I was probably the best out of the three of us. Yeah, I'm going to boast depends on the game um with Tekken I think I was for for a hot minute maybe um but it was funny because you guys would be like my hype men oh yeah whenever dudes would walk up with their quarters to throw them in at the arcade you guys would be like no I wouldn't do that (laughs) and then you guys would just be like oh my god oh here it comes and yeah we just go on and on I think you would make them you you and Chris would make them matter with me beating them than me beating them (laughs) we were our friend Chris who now lives in Florida were obnoxious dickheads and man you are absolutely right you would sit there and play and the guy would put his quarter and be like i, I, get, I get a question real quick. you it. said it were um, okay mean, okay no, i just wanted to okay yeah i mean like <laughs> what's the mitch hedberg line i used to be i used to do drugs i still do but i used to too <laughs> i'm not that I've, I've mellowed a bit and chris actually has too i think yeah we were always trying to outdo each other but yes but whatever so yes that was a uh, very much a common thing or same thing when when I would play like Ultimate Mortal Kombat three, fucking look out, man! Somebody would come in and want to play and be like, "Oh, you want to play a Sub Zero? Yeah. Okay, you might as well just toss your quarter in the trash or handed it to me." Like, all right, that's cool. Everybody wants to be Sub Zero. Well, let, me, let me figure out how to fit you. Know, I'll, I'll fix you up. That's fine. That was that was those were good times. So you were pretty good with uh, Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I was there a, was like a group of us. So I think yep. I was one of the best at one point with Tekken. Yep, you were with Mortal Kombat, and then our old friend Nate was definitely Marvel versus Capcom. Yeah, I was I also was pretty decent at Street Fighter, but that was very limited. Yeah. Street Fighter was tough, like it's just more limited, so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, okay. So and then after that, you got married and you had a kid and then got you married, had married, have kids. And then you just didn't play games and now it's now it's 2021 and Yeah, my kid uh my my oldest now he's about to graduate here in a couple months and yeah. that's uh he talks to me about games all the time and it's so funny now because he'll talk about stuff and he has no like I He's telling me these things, and I have no idea what he's talking about. And yeah. It's like elementary games that I know everything about. Like, I remember when they came out, like, he he was just talking to me about Doom the other day. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, I got the new Doom. And, you know, this was a while back. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. And he's showing me stuff. And I'm like, good Lord. I remember when you had, like, two guns and, like, six monsters. And that was yeah. it. <laughs> and this one's got, like, stuff jumping out of the walls. You can't even look like, up. Yeah. You couldn't look. You just shot in that direction. And it knew to shoot up. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's insane. Now. Yeah. It is. It is. It's funny because I kind of I stay on top of some of it with the PC stuff. I still do play some games on Steam. So, like, the new Doom or I played uh, Jedi, Jedi Fallen Order. 
like I do stay current. And then Harrison, you know, Amy's son's about the same son, the same age as, as your son. And uh, yeah, I guess I could say his name. I'll give him a plug. That's Deegan. Yeah, Deegan. And uh, <laughs> yeah, hey Deegan, what's up, bud? Uh, but but yeah, so he'll come in and be like, "Oh, I was playing this and that," and then you're just like, I, "I'm not listening. I, I I have to experience you. You want to tell me all about it? And I'm just like, I I got to look at it. Like, yeah, and I don't really want to go look at it right now. <laughs> so, but uh, but yeah. So all right, very good. No, other than that, I mean. I don't even know where we were going with that. We got on our big tangent. Trying to get to know you, man. Like, uh, come on. Well, we got on our big tangent about tech. Trying to give the people what they want. They want to know me. <laughs> I have a face for radio. They yeah. can. They can go. Or I guess podcasts. Yeah. By the people, I mean me. So, and yes. what they want, I mean what they don't want. <laughs> but no, I. Uh, I mean, my video game thing now, like I said, is Switch and yep. whatever's on my phone. Have you played anything other than? Super Nintendo games on Nintendo Switch Online, or what have you been playing? Uh, recently, so we've got an episode coming up. We'll we'll preempt that in a little bit, yep, but I've yep. been playing some stuff for that just to brush up on uh, some some kind of classic games, not super classic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, of course, just uh, ran through Legend of Zelda Link to the Past, another one of my probably top fives. Yeah. Don't ask my top five right now, because I don't know. I'm not gonna. Um how it changes all the time but i uh i went through that that was really fun it was nice going through that it was one of those riding a bike i just totally forgot half the stuff in there and i'm like oh i remember this i remember this um now it tells you where to bomb because they think americans are idiots yeah like oh i i had to figure it out in the last one but this one you just tell me because me stupid yeah so, go ahead no it's funny that it, it is it's funny because and then you get so disappointed when you see those cracks and you go over and throw a bomb and you're like, oh, that wasn't a wall to blow up. You you tricked me, wall. Yeah, son of a. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> okay. But no, just that. And then, uh, I mean, like regular Switch games. I mean, like I said, I play games with my kids. My daughter's my daughter's 10. My son's 17. Yep. So we do a lot of Mario Kart, of course. What if my I... son beats us all the time. My daughter... My 10-year-old actually ends up beating him for the first time in a race the other day. Well, I'm sure he was real dumb. Oh, it was, it, I thought the house was going to explode. It was terrible. She, she cheated. That was bullshit. Yeah, that's pretty much where he yeah. was going. And Couldn't like, have been. Couldn't like, have been. Shut up, dude. The 17-year-old ego can't deal then, with losing to his 10-year-old. But she had the best terrible. because she just automatically, as soon as she won, she was like, all right, I'm done. Threw her control yeah. down. Like, she dropped the <laughs> I want to know. I beat him. Undefeated champion. Yep. Good night. So That's she awesome. was just out. But yeah, I mean, we play yeah. basic stuff like that. Um, you know, Mario Party. We haven't played that very much lately. Uh, Sma- uh Me and Deegan love playing Smash. We just have fun. And it's normally we, him and I are on a team and we set it up to play computer players and we just keep turning and ramping it up yeah. until we can't beat them anymore and we just enjoy that. I never played Smash. I never got into it. I, I think you know this. Like when Nintendo 64 came out, I was like, that thing's trash. Yeah, like I was. Give me this PlayStation. The PlayStation has the games I want. I want to play Mortal Kombat. I want to play Tekken. I want to play these games and, and play like almost like arcade perfect ports of them. And then Nintendo sixty four was like, this is just awful. You know what I mean? Like it I just, was the same way because that and I that's what tipped me it. over with yep. Tekken was that yep. I was all about leaning into the games with PlayStation. That's what pushed me out. N sixty four was garbage. Um, yeah. <laughs> hot take. It's yeah. not even that hot. Yeah, I wish. Sorry guys, but it it was garbage. Um, I actually liked Mario 64 as weird it's as okay. it was, but yeah. it still wasn't like amazing, but yeah, I definitely, that was like, I was all about Nintendo. I was all about super Nintendo 64 came out and I was like, and time to get a PlayStation. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So definitely. Yeah. It, and it was ugh, terrible. 
terrible. Yeah. Um, so then what are your five favorite games? What are your top five? Oh, you are. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I, was, I told you I was going to ask. it. just joking. It was a joke. Then those jokes. I'll I give was you, fooling. I'll give you a number one is, of course, Metroid. Super. Actually, I could probably. Super Metroid. Yeah, Super Metroid. I could probably do five. I'd eh. probably say, no. Why don't I do this? We'll save what that for another day. What if I ask you what your five favorite video game consoles are? Oh. Um, I'd the ones you would, if you if you were to go buy five right now that you wanted, which five would you? If want? it's like all, like new systems or anything, any anything. systems, um, anything you've ever played or I wanted would, to. Oh, geez, I'd probably, well, I'd probably, of course, go Nintendo, Super Nintendo, um, Dreamcast. Yeah, I loved Dreamcast. Yeah. Like that was such a, I don't know why, but I loved it. I there was, I had so many games I really enjoyed on that. Um, let's take a trash. Go ahead. I'm just kidding. I actually, really like this. I love Sega stuff. I'm just I I collect all of it, so I don't discriminate. I was gonna say we can talk about your new Sega games you yeah. just picked up recently. Yeah, my my Instagram account is platform agnostic, so you know <laughs> it's very true. Um, wow, uh, Nintendo, Super Nintendo. You I, said I, both of those. That's our. Yeah. That's that's well. Our, that's four. Then Dreamcast. That's three. Yeah, no, that was. So I said Nintendo and Super Nintendo and Dreamcast and Nintendo and Super Nintendo. Oh, that's five then. That's five. Okay, good. No, I'm joking. Um, Those three and then... It's hard for me because I haven't played any of the new new systems. Like, I haven't played... I have a 360, but I haven't played any of the new Microsoft systems. I haven't played... I haven't owned a PlayStation since PS3. Um, PS1 maybe would be? PS2. PS1... I was all about that micro system. That was a sweet little system. The little PS1? Yes. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. second gen. Was yep. it second or third? The, the, the little boy. Yeah. It was a second. A little slim line. Yeah. But I'd probably say, yeah, I'd probably throw PlayStation in there. Um, the original PlayStation. And then I'd probably throw my 360 in there. I, there was a lot of games I enjoyed on that. What about Switch compared to like 360? Um, that's hard. I think I played the. I think I played more games on the 360 than I did on the Switch. Um, like the Switch, I have a handful of games. I've eaten that more I pizza, love. but that doesn't mean I don't like like filet mignon better. Well, no, I I <laughs> I probably yeah I get you're you know that's a valid argument. I probably do like the Switch better than the 360. I played more games. Like I had a lot more games I liked on the 360. Yeah. Um, because I you know, I love the Left 4 Dead franchise. I love the Borderlands franchise. Like those were super fun to me. Um, where Nintendo, like with the Switch, I just I played probably like three. Of the newer system games, and then play a handful of you old play all stuff. The old stuff. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah. Um, so that's why I think how, that. And, and the Switch is interesting for me because I I'm not a huge. We're gonna turn into getting to know Mike too. <laughs> I'm down. Let's do it. <laughs> no, no, uh, I'm not a huge uh, handheld gamer. I don't love like I was never a big Game Boy fan. Game I had a Game Boy Advance. I, I put the um at the candy bar style like uh, horizontal Game Boy Advance before they redesigned it. And I put a backlit. I had somebody put a backlit screen for me in it like twenty years ago, and uh, but I just never. I, I there was something about that form factor I didn't love, and there's some people that that is their thing, and they absolutely love it. They love the original Game Boy, or they love the DS, or they love whatever. I just I can't get into it, and the games are fine and good, but I just can't get into it. Like I I've been more inclined to it recently with things like. Like I, I have a Turbo Graphics, uh, Turbo Express. That's fun because you can play all. The, they're all the same games, right? It's it, there's no like the the game that you play on this on your big screen is the same as the game. It's like with the Switch, right? Yeah. I, I like that. I think that was the big thing with a lot of the gaming systems was that it was almost like they had 
game one came out on the major console, but then all the handheld systems would have like game one B. Does that make sense? You mean like, like I know the, like the horrible port of like Mortal Kombat yeah, on Game Boy. Yeah, they had yeah. they just had like the you, almost like the but I'll, like you know, the meh version. You know what's everything. funny is I I I've, I've gone back because I I tried to like you don't want to get stuck in your ways, right? So you go. I really always thought these Game Boy games were trash, but come to find out, like the first Super Mario Land on Game Boy, I didn't really love it. It was super short. It had very tiny sprites. And I'm like, ah, this is not for me. Or like the, the Mega Man games or whatever. But then I go play like um, Super Mario Land 2, and it's like Super Mario Brothers 3. It was really good. And I'm like, all right, like these are fine. But I just hated that form factor. And then I also hated the screen <laughs> on that. I went and bought like one of those new IPS backlit screens and put it into a Game Boy. It's awesome. Yeah. It's like night and day. It's like, okay, this I enjoy. I don't have to sit under a lamp, you know, and, and, and play a game. But yeah, I've never been a big portable gamer. But the Switch is different. The Switch is like the same console in your hand as it is on the TV. So, And yeah. it is, it, and that's the thing that's nice with it, too, is with the Switch. Um, like, we have a trip coming up. We're heading down to, yeah. we're heading out of state here about a week. Um, it's not that fun. We're just going to Florida. Sorry. But. I have family down there. Um, but my daughter and I go, and we go every year, and that's the one nice thing is we actually bring the Switch with us, and we'll play yeah. a game of Mario Party on the flight down, and it's normally about the duration of the flight, which is awesome, and it's no different than if we were sitting at home playing, which is I, really cool. I caught a shiny Machop in Pokemon Let's Go on my Switch, headed down to Florida. There you go. Um, and, and like this weekend I took, I always, if I go on a trip, I'll take it with me. Like I, and it leads me into what I've been playing. <laughs> you ever heard of this game, Ghosts and Goblins Resurrection? I Mo- have heard of it. Motherfucker. <laughs> Dude. So they haven't changed anything from the other ones. So essentially like they put out this version on the switch and it's like a reimagining, if you will, of the original Ghosts and Goblins, which we did a show about. Okay. I don't know if you listen, but I did. Okay. I listened. I yeah. do. Li- I know. I'm going to stop listening to the show. You because can still I'm listen. It's now, okay. We need, we need ratings. I don't like listening to myself. Give us a five star rating too. We'll, f- we'll find some people. <laughs> we'll, f- we'll find some people. But, but it's basically the original ghosts and goblins. I think it's super ghouls and ghosts or whichever one is on uh super Nintendo. Very similar. This game is a fucking fuck of a fuck game. <laughs> Mother. Shit. And I'm like, I, I told this, I was actually, do we on, have to put rated MA on this. episode. Uh, it will be marked with explicit content. Okay. Cool. Worry not. I was actually on a good friend of mine, Matt, has a podcast. Uh, it's the Maddie Ice and Marky Mark podcast. Okay. And they do oh, a lot check of. Check them out. Yeah. You should check them out. Oh, and uh, I was on the last couple episodes, but the last one, they asked me, what have you been playing? And I, I told this story where it's like, that fucking game. I was like, there's four levels of difficulty. Okay. And I didn't go for the first one, which was like King. I don't remember what it was. It was like the one below that, like Knight or whatever it was. So then you go and you, you I start playing and you die. And then you die. And it asks you every time, do you want to lower the level a little bit? Is this too tough? You know? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I do. And like now, they had to wait for you to die a few times before they're like, hey, yeah, you'd, uh, you obviously you're kind of sucking this. it up. Yeah. You're trash. Lower the level because you're wasting everybody's time. So I finally got down to like the bottom level and it's still a fucking pain in the ass. That game is so hard. It is so. And the worst part about it all, the worst part about it all is once you do finally beat a level, it tells you how many times you died. I fought this dragon, which was kind of a... It's so it basically told you, hey, so congratulations, you beat the level, <laughs> and this is how bad you suck. Yeah. Now you have to hit it 170 more times to, to get to 500. Because <laughs> I, like, I, I literally fought this dragon 171 times before I finally beat it. Oh, 171 point. times. 
Yeah. Yeah. You have way more patience. It, I had. I was like, I'm gonna beat this damn thing, and I'm st- I'm still fun- I'm still playing it. But God, it's a fucking oh, that game's fucked. <laughs> anyway, so that's what I've been playing. Um, you're not a big game collector, so we shouldn't expect much from the collecting update from you. But you do collect something else now. I do. I collect uh, figurines. Yeah. Oh wait, you mean <laughs> I'm joking? I don't collect figurines. Um, I do collect. I, I just started old getting- porno rags. Yes. Swank only. Ooh. So you're not really a video game collector. No. But you do collect something. I do. Tiny figurines. Yeah? No, do you hand I, paint I them yourself? I do. Yeah? No, What I are they of? Don't. Are they of like penguins? No. Are these precious, they, mo- precious moments? It, Is that what it was? No, they're unicorns. Oh, nice. Unicorns? Sparkly? And teddy bears. That sounds delightful. No, I really don't collect figurines. I might start, though. That actually does sound kind of fun and relaxing. So... No, I um don't do that. Wow. Did you just hear that rear deep breath I took? <laughs> <laughs> we'll don't edit. snort into the mic. We'll we'll edit that out. <laughs> no, we won't. Okay. But no, I um I actually it, it's all your fault. I started collecting records again. Um <laughs> yeah, so I've been into that stuff and yeah, it's my fault. It is his fault. You're so. welcome. Apparently you're- everybody in the in the music community is kind of mad at me. Yeah. A little bit because more I, so uh, I, I end up finding a gem. Um, if you are a music person, I my my mom had reached out to me and said, hey, I have this old stereo receiver and record player I thought I was going to get rid of, but I was going to see if you wanted it. Yeah. So, of course, I reached out to Mike because I know Mike likes these things. He, as a hobby, he does some re- some restoration. Wow. Restoration. Restoration work on it. Yes. Uh, that, 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 Troubleshooting that. restoration. And uh, I sent him a picture of it, and he immediately... Says, I need to talk to you right now. And he ends yeah, up so telling me I have the uh, one of the most touted receivers of probably all time. It's a Pioneer SX1250. It is literally of the era of the consumer level of, hi- of hi-fi, of the golden era of hi-fi. It would be considered one of the most desirable receivers. Other. There are others that are more powerful, that are harder to find, and there are other brands that people like. But if you were to ask me if there was one piece I could have that was not like a $10,000 astronomical, you know, a 2600 Marantzer, like all the crazy shit Sanzui made or whatever, this would be it. It would be, it would be the SX-1250. And I'm like, you son of a bitch. I got it for free. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, you had to. No, well, you got it for free. Yeah. No, yeah. this sucks. I mean, I got some, I got like a, like 20 bucks in parts. In yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I got, I got I'm going to have to like put some deoxidant in there and clean up the switches. And, and it worked. Yeah. It worked. Like it's, it's just, it's great. I'm, I was super happy for you. And, um, you know, it, that's like, that's such a, such a thing where you're like, huh. And there's that brief moment where you're like, well, maybe I should just tell them I'll take it, <laughs> but I would never do that to you or anybody really. Honestly, yeah. it's, it's, it's a very expensive, hard to find thing. And, and, yeah, it was. It's really cool. It was a super cool find, and I was super happy that you had it. And I was like, "Oh, you could sell it, or you could keep it and fix it, or you could keep it and keep it the way it is." And I, I was almost one hundred percent sure you were going to keep it and start buying records, and you did. Yeah, and that's where <laughs> we're at at this point. And yep. my wife hates me because all I do is buy records now. On a lighter note, though, I was doing the stupid beer thing where yeah, I was yeah, collecting you were beer. craft beer, and I yep. just stuck my pinky out. Let me stick that out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I got out of that. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't mind it, but it's one of those. Craft beer, you say? Yeah, it was kind of a weird I also hobby. indulge in craft beer. So Perhaps we could sip them together sometime. <laughs> mm. 
<laughs> He's got his pinky out too. Just well, so the Red Bull. Knows. Yeah. But no, I mean the the record thing I think is more of a tangible hobby than the beer thing. Yeah. Definitely. So it's nice seeing stuff and I've gotten some pretty cool stuff so far. Some of it I've gotten from you. What's your favorite record that you have thus far? Um, of all the ones you have, the one that you like the most? As far as like listening, I would say probably probably the second Clutch album, the self-titled Clutch. Wrong. That is the wrong answer. Wow. That's not. I don't know what. Oh, it is. okay. <laughs> I was like, I was waiting. I need the buzzer. Dramatic sound pause. That's what I need the... to put in your buzzer. That's what oh, I need. Or the, ding. The Price is Right one. Yep. That's what I need. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah. Yep. That one. But no, probably. Um, if you're if you listen to Clutch, I'm actually wearing a Clutch hat tonight. I'm a huge Clutch fan. I'm not a stoner, but I do love stoner rock. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, I'd say probably the second. The second, the self-titled. With big news and my yeah. my favorite. Yes. Yeah. So I do enjoy that. Um, I do like some of their older stuff too. I actually, uh, you just happened to pick up for me the um, Pitchfork and Lost Needles album. I did. So I was down at Found Sound in Ferndale and saw it on the wall and was like, I bet she doesn't have this. And I didn't. <laughs> so he grabbed it. He snatched it up for me, which was awesome. So Yep. Yep. Very cool. But I would say that's probably, I like a lot of the older stuff. Um, yeah, I listen to some newer stuff too, but. I've been mostly I think newer hip hop. I think you listen to right. Uh, yeah. I mean, I still like newer, new, like rock and stuff too. Okay. But even at that, though, I'm still listening to old new stuff. Like I'm listening to like I still like Clutch. Like I just the picked weekend up their and Imagine last Dragons. Time. I do like the weekend actually. The weekend's fine. You can bag on me on the weekend. No, I'm, not, you want. I'm not. I'm not. I like them. Imagine Dragons, not a fan of, <laughs> but I do like the weekend. Um, right. I actually just picked up. Uh, I don't know if he's going to actually do any more albums, but Childish Gambino. Yeah, yeah. So I think I told you about that. Old I just Donald. that up. So yeah, it's cool. I love that record because the internet. Yeah. Oh, you no, you I got, got camp. A, um, you got camp. Well, I got that, and I got uh, Awaken My Love. Oh yeah, yeah. That's right. So that's right. That's I right. Just picked Forgot. That up, so good yep, album. Very good cool. Album. Very good album. So all right. Well, I think I'm going to actually get into uh, my own personal collecting update now. If I oh, maybe yeah. so self indulgent, we definitely should because you got some cool stuff. Man. and the numbers getting smaller. Oh geez. So yeah, Jay's been following my. Uh, my excursion through the NES set. And uh, I think the last time that I spoke with any of you, if anybody's out there listening, I know you're not, but if you are, <laughs> the last games I had picked up at that point, I believe, were Cliffhanger and Scat. And not the poop game, the NES game. I don't know if there is a poop Scat game. I, I really hope there's not. I, I hope there is, but I wouldn't want it. But anyway, so in the meantime, I've picked up a number of things. And most of it really has been local uh i've had some help with a couple of them uh and i'll get into that but i man it's been a while now but i picked up zombie nation which is a crazy ass game if you've ever played it you play as the head of a samurai or something i can't remember the whole story but it's like in 1999 this ridiculous thing happened but i actually got that one local at media reload uh harrison works at media reload but they have that one complete in box which is a very tough game to find so i got zombie nation i think i was at 13 14. I think it was 14. Yeah, 13, 14. That's probably 14. And then Zombie Nation, right? That was one. Picked up RC Prime. I actually met up with a friend of mine from Fort Wayne, retro game enthusiast, who's going to be on the show soon. Uh, John, great guy. We did a uh, socially distant meetup. He he has a brother who lives uh, in the area in Lansing, and I drove over there uh, to meet up with him. And we actually went into the game store there, the swap meet owned by a guy, a guy Jay, great guy. And, oh, yeah. uh, yeah, he actually had RC Program 2, which was a game that I needed. 
right? So I was like, That's oh, a great, great game. I didn't even know you got that one. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's right here. If, if you look at my Instagram, jerk. Uh, I guess I should look get at on Instagram. Instagram. I'm actually on it right now. I didn't see it. Yeah, well, it's right there. So I picked that up. Uh, that was another one that I didn't have for the set. I got Bandit Kings of Ancient China. I actually got that from my buddy 8-Bit Supremacy on Instagram. Uh, Robbie lives in Chicago. Great dude. Super, good dude. Good dude. Good, super good dude to deal with. Um, he and I have been doing some VHS stuff. I actually got some stuff for Jerry, too. So uh, he actually shipped me a few th- a few more things. I actually sent some to him. But he, he he saw my list and was like, dude, there's been a copy of Bandit Kings in Ancient China at this shop for like a year over by my house. Do you want me to grab it? I'm like, yeah, I'm never going to find it. Please do it. So he, he picked it up and sent it to me. I paid him. Um, that was the third one. Uh, the man, it's going to get tough. I, I bought Godzilla two off of eBay just because it was actually up for auction. And I got it at a pretty good price. I've tried to avoid eBay for most or online, you know, like without knowing the person I've tried to avoid just like, uh, like, uh, a blind sale from eBay or like a forum or whatever. But Godzilla two was one I actually picked up, uh, through there just because it was a good deal. And I was happy about that. I got the, so that's what one, two, three, four, right? And then we've got, I, I went into a shop in Saginaw and uh, one up, no, not one up. I went to Game On up in Saginaw, but I met with uh, Jonathan and Sherry. And I think Jonathan owns it and Sherry's his wife. Or They had uh, the Indiana Jones, Ubisoft, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, Ubisoft variant, which is like super hard to find. Right, they had made the two different versions of the same game, but this one was the the crummier, hard to find one. And then Faria, which I was the only game I had the box and manual for, but no game. So I had the box and manual for Faria, but no game. So I got those two. So that was six, right? And I'm still doing my math here. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yep, yep. You got six. Then the big boys. Okay, couple big boys. I met. I told you I was on the podcast with Mark and, and Matt, and they live up in the Essexville area, up uh, by you know. Bay City area. Yeah. And I was doing shows as a vendor locally uh, just to kind of meet people and get to and get into the community. And I met a guy, Scott, who was also a big NES collector. And we talked a long time at one of the shows that I was at. And we just kind of got to know each other. Scott had a copy of Panic Restaurant. And this was pre-pandemic. And I was like, hey, you know, he had a, a spare copy, I should say. He had two. Just one chilling. Yeah. But you know why? Because he didn't know if he had it or not. He wound up buying another one because he wasn't sure. How do you not know that you have like, you know, like one of the top five most expensive games on the system? You know what I mean? Like, but whatever. Is that kind of like an orange dying record? No, that's the $18, not 600 <laughs> or whatever. No, it's not like that at all. It's totally different. Shut up. So he and I had been talking off and on. I was trying to figure out how I could, you know, if he wanted to do a trade because I had a couple things he needed. And then finally I'm like, look, I'm going to be up there for this podcast. He lives like two blocks from where Matt was doing the podcast. So I'm like, why don't we meet up? He's like, cool. So I went over and met up with him, saw his collection, really nice collection. He's got a great stuff. He's, he's also going for a set, but he also had dragon fighter. So he had two games of the, at, at that time, what they feel like it was less than a handful of games. I still needed. Right. So I'm like, dude, I need that too. So and I one, up, and what are the odds of him having two of the of the, of the thir- fourteen at, games you at, need? At that point, it was seven games that I needed, and he had two of them. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? You know? So and I was oh, shocked because yeah, we're six in. I was My shocked. Bad. I was shocked when I had nine that I needed, and I walk into a shop at Saginaw, and they had they had two of them, and then they also had Kid Clown and Nightmare World. That somebody had sold off their collection at one point, and they still had the remnants of it, and I was like. Holy crap, I got the red label variant of Blades of Spiel. I'm not a huge variant guy, but I did buy the red label variant because I never see it. Like 
the Konami did a Konami classic series of one game, and it was Blades of Steel. <laughs> and instead of it being the all silver um, logo, has a it has a red border around it. So I was like, oh, I'll grab that. The guy even said, "Oh, you're a big NES collector. Have you ever seen this?" And I'm like, "Not in person. I know it exists, but I've never, I've never seen it. I think it was a regional thing. Like I never saw it in Michigan. I've, I, I don't think I'd ever seen it in real life. So, but that, those are all well and good. All right. So that got me down to, we'll say five plus one because I've got five plus stadium events, right? Which is kind of yeah. <laughs> I got a plan for stadium events, and we'll talk about that yeah, too. All right, are we Actually, talking about that tonight? Yeah, we can talk about it tonight. It's not oh. something I'm going to do tonight, but I have a plan. Okay, it's going to be a couple steps, but I, I think uh, I think I got a plan because right. stadium events is. I'll tell you about it during the plan. Does it include a duffel bag and a trunk? Maybe I okay. don't know. It may. It may. I'm just saying. Right, look, look, I'm not. I'm not going to leave this in there now. People hey. are going to figure it out. I don't even know my plan, and there'll be evidence. Oh, all right. <laughs> anyway. That's cool. But be all. I'm, but, in, I'm in though. Okay, I just I know want you, you to are. know I'm in. Ride or die, bitch. All right. <laughs> so outside of that, there was one other game I picked up, and if you follow me on Instagram, you'll know that I've had it for a little while. But I, our friend Scott, right? He and I were talking about the Panic Restaurant and then and Dragon Fighter, right? And I said, you know, I said we should figure out a time to meet and let's just hammer out, um, you know, the terms of how we're going to do this and how we're going to trade. And he goes. You know, there's a copy of Little Samson at one of the shops up here. What? <laughs> I was like, I, I'm sorry, what's that? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, one of the shops, I'm, I'm buddies with the, one of the people that work there. Let me see if um, if it's still there. And I'm like, how long have you known this? There's, What are you talking about? Like, I got all disoriented. Like, I was like, what? So then, then he went, and, and I like Scott. So this story is going to sound uh, disparaging, but it actually is not. So then Scott's like, let me get a hold of the person. Who, as I've referenced, the Matty Ice and Marky Mark podcast, Marky Mark of the podcast, not Marky Mark, the Marky Mark, but the one of the podcast. Not Mark Wahlberg. No, not that guy. Uh, uh, part owner. Not Wahlberg. Wahlbergers. Not Wahlberg. No, but so he's that's who he's talking about. He's like, let me get a hold. Of well, Mark was off, and I'm like, dude, like I must have three times. I I, I want to go back and look at the chat I had with him on through Messenger. Be like. Why don't you just tell me where it is? I'll go there. Like I don't need you to hold it. I don't need anything. I'm on my way. I've been waiting for somebody to have this game. I'm gonna go buy it. Like let's go. I'm ready. I've done my, you know, I won't call it flipping, but I buy and sell and trade, and then I save money, and like it's sitting there waiting for this moment, right? Like I'm like, let's go. And he's like, he kind of ignores. He's like, well, 15 minutes later, he messages like, oh, he's not messaging me back. I'm like, I don't care if he's messaging you back. Tell me where it is. Where is this thing? I'm on my way. And he's like, oh. Well, it's at One Up Games up in Saginaw, and I'm like, okay, cool. So I messaged them. I'm like, do you still have Little Samson? Yes. Can you send me some pictures? Yes. Cool. Will you hold on to it because I'm 45 minutes away at most? Yes. And it was there was a really nice girl, Liam, that worked there. And on the way up, she had you know we we're I said Harrison, get in the car, you know, hop in, bitch. We're going we're going to buy whatever. Uh, uh, get in, loser was basically what I said, right? So, so Harrison, I'm like, you want to go to Saginaw? He's like, yeah, sure. Got half a tank of gas. Yeah, a pack of cigarettes. It's night, and we're wearing it's sunglasses. And we're wearing sunglasses. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Let's go. Let's go. We're old. Nobody's gonna understand. Yeah, yeah they'll all. They know it. If they don't, they're stupid. Blues Brothers. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so Harrison, I said, Harrison, let's go. He's like, all right, cool. Let's go, Saginaw. Hop in the car. I had the foresight to, you know, my friend Matt lives up there. Another friend Jason. Another friend Tyler. I never see him because I don't go forty five minutes up there. I had things for all of them that I was either going to fix or sell them or trade them. So I just brought it all with me. I'm like, fuck it. I'll go see them after this. I go up. On the way there, she starts sending the pictures finally. And it's gorgeous. Like, 
I'm worried it's fake gorgeous. Like, I'm like, oh my God, this thing is like pristine. And I, I hand the phone to Harrison and say, hey, will you look at these pictures real quick? Real quick? And he's like, well, yeah, it's a, it's a little Samson. I said, yeah, that's what we're on our way to get. Harrison works in the game store. He knows what little Samson is. He's like, oh my God, what? So he's like, I thought we were just going up there to look at stuff. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, we're going to drive 45 minutes just to go look at some stuff, which I guess is not too far out of bounds, but. We're on our way to buy a new car. Yeah, yeah, kind of. <laughs> but anyway, so I go up there. She still has it. It's it's awesome. It's totally beautiful. And I bought it. And, you know, uh, it's a lot of money spent on a game. But ultimately, like I said, my investment into that is not nearly what I actually paid because I do do a lot of, like, Side hustle work, I fix stuff, I repair stuff, I sell stuff. That money is my own fun play money that's not part of the house money that goes into an envelope that I, you know, go in when I need and it. You had and you had a lot of stuff too from picking up like lots that yeah. you've gotten where there's one or two things you really wanted, but yep. you had like four or five other games that were yep. of value that other people wanted. Yep. So or, it's not like you just you're yeah. not like balling walking. You're not just like walk walking in and out go, of here. here. You go. I'm rich, bitch. Put Throwing on, out money everywhere. Put it on the diners club. <laughs> the diners club. <laughs> you know, or whatever stupid fake credit card there is nowadays. But uh, yeah, discover. No. Um, but anyway, so yes, I did get that. Got a little Samson. So I am now down to four plus one. I am down to Gunnack. I am down to Nobunaga's Ambition 2. I need Power Blade 2 and Pro Sport Hockey and Stadium Events. Now, the first four, they in price they go up from Pro Sport Hockey and Nobunaga's Ambition are about the same, hundred ish dollars. Gunneck, I have a line on. I have a friend in Canada. He does a lot of buying, selling, trading as well. He got one from a guy at a shop, and he's holding on to it for me. So once the border opens up, I'm going to go over there. He's in London. I'm going to drive over, pick it up. So Gunneck's tentative, unless something happens where he needs. And I, you know, he doesn't do any electronic payment, so I like I could send him the money, but he doesn't want me to. He doesn't ship. I'm like, it's fine. He's just my buddy from punk rock stuff. Like, I just met him through a buddy of mine that lives in Toronto, and we all just got to know each other, but he's a good kid. But tell, he's him move, tell him to move into the 2000s. Yeah, that's what I said. I good was like, dude, account. how do you not have Venmo and, like, uh, the access to ship something? Like, Jesus Christ, I was doing this. I was doing this before you were born. <laughs> like, literally, I was. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe not PayPal, but I was doing it in 2000. I don't know how old he is. He's older than 21. Anyway, so essentially I've got three plus one plus one. Because, you know, like I said, Gunnack, that's like a 300-ish dollar game. And all these games are creeping up, creeping up. And it's driving me nuts. Power Blade 2, that was like a $300 game. Then it was a $400 game. When I got into it, it was like a four to $500 game. Now it's over $600 or whatever. And I'm just like, I got to get this thing so it doesn't get any more expensive. So you better step up your searching game here. I'm, but they're just, they're, the problem right now with that whole market is there are really none for sale. Collectors have them. Most people don't want to sell them. You know, they're sitting on them or they have a set or they're going to go get whatever graded or whatever. That's, it's just tough to find. Like Panic Restaurant was a game that I saw like one time somebody had it posted on Craigslist and it was a shitty label and they wanted like $450. And I'm like, I'll wait. I'll wait. I don't want a shitty one. And the one I got from Scott is beautiful. And like all of them, you can see them all on Instagram again, platform agnostic, whatever. They're all there. Right. And then that's all this really mostly the NES stuff. I bought, I bought a ton of other stuff. I bought Utopia 2 for the Turbo Graphics, blah, blah. No one cares about that stuff. We got that or, uh, or this all really the Saturn games you just picked up. Yeah, I got a good deal on a Saturn from a guy on Craigslist, and uh, the Saturn itself is going to be for sale. But that's what I mean. Like I went and paid, you know, one hundred and fifty dollars, whatever, for a Saturn, and like twenty games, seven of them in their jewel cases, and the rest of them were loose in a, in a case. But it's like that's easy money, you know. Like there's stuff in there I want. I kept some stuff. I'll sell the Saturn for as much as I bought the whole lot for, and then I'll sell the rest of it, and it'll all be extra money, and it'll go into the it'll go into the fund, right? So if anybody's looking for a Saturn. 
We'll uh, put the email address at the end of the episode. Tough titties. They're all mine now. <laughs> I don't sell anything anymore because it's all for Mike. No. Um, so that that brings me to stadium events, right? And ever since I started this quest, which I never even wanted to start, and then I did, and I'm glad I have. And I'm glad I've taken the approach I have because I've mentioned before on the show, but Retro Bobby, if you're out there listening, and I know you're not, but if you are, thank you. You gave me some great advice to say, take your time and enjoy doing it. Don't rush through it because he rushed through it, and at the end, it really messed him up mentally. And I'm literally at 99.2% of the NES North American licensed set of cards. 677 games. I have 672. That blows my mind a little bit. It's kind of wild to look at it, too. And that's actually so a cool thing with that is you've gotten a lot of games that I never even knew were around. Like Little uh, Samson, yeah. I never even knew. And that's like one of the most, ex- one of the, the second most, the, the second most, if outside of stadium <clears throat> events, which is a whole other thing we're going to talk about in one second, Little Samson is the most expensive licensed game. And that's like, I've never played, and that's actually a really fun game. Like it's we got the opportunity to play it. Yep, yep. It's a and, lot of fun. Uh, it's actually a really fun it, I've platform. said it before, but it is the toxic combination of hard to find and good. And yes. that is that's what makes it that's what makes it expensive. That and a bunch of hype, but whatever. But I legit never knew about that game when I was a kid. See, like, I, I had no idea. When about I worked that game. at Funko Land, <laughs> it's gonna hurt to say that box was on the wall, and I was like, "What is this religious game? I don't want this." <laughs> I would take the boxes for the games, like I got Bonk's Adventure, or Snow Brothers, or Chippendale Two, or all those things. I'd be like, "Well, if the game comes in, I'll take the box." Knowing, thinking back now, I should like I should have just fucking took all the boxes, folded them up, and put them in a box of themselves, and then today sell them for hundreds and thousands of dollars. But anyway, not or have boxes for all your games you have. Yeah, or there's a lot of things I would have done different. Yeah, well, should have, could have, would have, but not not hanging out with you is on the top of that list. But that's not true. That's not true. No, no. Um, Sick bird, bro. I don't. uh, No, no. Yeah, got him. Yeah, but so I do want to talk a little bit about my stadium events plan because I think I have one. I think I finally have one. One of the other things that I haven't discussed on the show that I picked up in this, you know, gap is a really, really nice boxed, complete copy of Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. I was just about to ask if you've talked about that, because yeah, I've been no. bad. I haven't listened to the episodes No, it's in okay. A while, so. Well, we haven't put one up in a while, so. Yeah, and by we, I mean you and me now. So, oh, yeah, got them. Uh, but so I found a person on Marketplace selling it. I messaged them. I said, hey, I'll take it. I couldn't tell how nice it was, because I just wanted the game. I'm like, yeah. look, I would really like to have a, a copy of Mike Tyson's Punch-Out complete in the box. And... They had it up for, I think, $80 is what I wanted paying for it. But I messaged them. I said, hey, you know, it's like 8 o'clock at night. I'm like, they were in Howell, so about 45 minutes away from where I live, maybe a little give or take. And I was like, I can come right now because I know how this is going to go, right? Like, I'm going to go. I'm going to try to buy it. You're going to agree to me because I'm the first person that messaged you. You have to add up for eight minutes. And then you're, I'm going to get backdoored by somebody who sees it or whatever. And that, and I got lucky because I said, oh, no, let's meet tomorrow morning. And I'm like, okay, fine. Let me know where to meet and when, and I'll be there. And I was, and they showed up, and they sold it to me. And I'm going to tell you, it is, for anybody who gets into the variant nerd part of Nintendo collecting, it is not a first print. It is not a white bullet. It is literally the star code promo last run of the game. But it is in its cellophane. It, is, it has been opened at the top. It is gorgeous. It has the letter. It has a very nice, yep, there's the letter right there as Jay looks at it on Instagram. It is It is a gorgeous uh, example of that game. And so here's, that's getting to my whole point. I have probably five very, very, very nice, they're not sealed, but they are CIB NES games. I have Super Mario Brothers 1, 
which was also the star code promo, but it is, it has the luster. It is, it's, it's a beautiful copy. Like you do not see black box games that look like that very often. And, and I, and this one is very, very nice. It is not the first run, but whatever people, you know, people would still get into it. And I'll get to that in a second. I have a very, very, very nice, even nicer than that copy of super Mario brothers two. Yep, as you look at it right there, funny you bring it up. I pulled it up on the yep. site. So that is the first run of that game. It was it has the receipt in the box. It was sold six weeks after release date. It is complete in box. And when I say it is, it is as nice of a game as anybody ever bought and opened in my that I've ever seen in my life. And I have a, a copy of Super Mario Brothers three, not the same one that's in that picture, but I have one that's the left bros, the first press, uh, first printing of, of Super Mario Brothers. The the bros was on the left, so you got Super Mario Bros. And most people would see it on the right. The first run has it on the left. Wasn't it over? It was over his hand, wasn't it? And I think that, so. It, 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 it got cluttered. It. Yes. Yeah. So they moved it. But I have a very nice copy of a Left Bros Super Mario Brothers 3. And then I have a very nice copy of Punch Out. So the way that this whole crazy, stupid, fucking graded game market has gone, my plan is to send those games in and get them graded. Okay. Four of the most common games on the system. Literally, if you, you Super Mario Brothers 1 and 3 are like the two best-selling games on the system ever. They were pack-ins. These were not hard games to find. But they but the graded market right now is absurd. So it is not the rare stuff that people want. It is the well-known established IPs because you have all this comic book and baseball card money people in here doing it as an investment. So like, well, Super Mario Bros., everybody knows Superman, everybody knows Superman. It's that kind of thing, right? People want the Super Marios of the world. So everybody's fighting and about having the best of this and the best of that. These are not going to be the best of anything, okay? But they're going to be very nice examples. And there are people out there that are willing to pay thousands of dollars for examples like that. So if I can get a good enough grade on these things, I'm going to sell them. And pay for stadium events. And my investment, if you look at those four games, okay, and it's not going to get me all the way there, but it'll get me a huge chunk of the way there, I, I feel. My investment on those four games is $180. That's it. And then I'm going to have to pay to grade them, which is $85 per pop. That's more than I paid for them. That's three, I'm going to pay three times as much to grade them as I, or no, twice as much, whatever, somewhere in the neighborhood, as I did for the games themselves. I'm fine with that. I have loose copies. I have other box copies of all those Super Mario Brothers games. The Tyson one is the hardest one because it is so nice, and I will never get another one like it. And the Mario Brothers one is as well. But I could also find another box copy at some day. But all that stuff is going through the roof. And people are snapping it up, and they're snapping up the nice stuff. And it's it's crazy what these graded games... For. And you, you'll see as we talk on the show, you know, when we talk about the games that we review and, 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 and discuss, you'll see what graded games have gone for and are going for. Because... My personal perspective is you have this this sealed market that people are in and they want the the best of the best. But those people like people still want nice copies of these games and they're not going to pay a hundred thousand or seventy thousand dollars for a game. Okay, they're not. So you come to me and say, look, I've got this really nice late nice late release Super Mario Brothers. It's a 9.0 CIB. There aren't that many of those. I don't care what you have. Even if I sell it for $3,000. My input into that my is $33. Okay. And then I take that $3,000 and it goes into the fund for stadium events. And then I got to find someone to sell it. Now that sounds like a problem. That's probably a pal. It is a pal. Yeah, it's a pal. I'm sorry. I'm, no, that's we're okay. of course doing our phones. While yeah. We're talking. He's showing me a, a stadium event. I'm on looking eBay. at a stadium event. That's it's nothing, a 7.5 grade. I'm, but, but I'm going to tell you what the pal version is Dick. 
Okay, <laughs> you want you want the bo- you want a box copy of stadium events? Five figures, twenty, thirty thousand dollars. It's not it, it's not it's it's not cheap. Okay, there there are so few of the the NTSCU copies of. I don't want a box copy, but my point is this: Yeah, don't go look at sold listings. Look, at, I didn't even yeah, look at the sold not, listing. That's not no one's selling it at that. He just showed me a listing for twenty five thousand dollars stadium events. It's not going to cost that. It might be half that though. It that's might be. It's 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 insane. But if my investment's two or three hundred dollars or five hundred dollars, and I can get it, then I'm going to do it. That's my point. Yeah. So, but the thing about it is, is this: the people who have dwelled, and I'm watching it happen. The people who have dwelled in this complete in box rare world, where their investment are in the rare properties, okay, those people are bailing. The people are like, "Well, I have stadium events. Well, nobody cares. What's the nicest Mario you have now?" What's the nicest sealed or CIB Mario you have? They don't care about stadium events anymore because that thing is not going to get any cheaper, but it's not going to get a whole lot more expensive. It's the more along the lines of people at this point, and maybe I'm wrong, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, but I think it's more along the lines where people at this point are more interested in having that shiny, pretty, it's you know an eight or a nine, Yep. and it's something that everybody knows. Where if you exactly. fall back to like Little Samson, we talked about that a few minutes ago, and I'm like, yep. I never even knew of that game yep. until you and I talked about the it. The collectors in the world understand that stadium events is very hard to find. If you were to take a very nice copy of it, and, and just like I say, a loose copy, and I've seen people selling them, okay, it's going on right now, but if you see somebody with a copy of that, they're going to go, I don't know what that is. What is that? Yeah. What, and the, but you've showed them a very nice copy of Mario, they're going to be like, oh, well, yeah, everybody knows Mario. Yeah. That's what that's what that whole not everybody but a lot of people I realized it one day when I was like somebody sold a sealed copy graded of stadium events on Heritage Auctions it went for seventy seven thousand dollars graded that sounds like a lot of money but that's one fourth of what one of the nicer nicest Mario's have ever gone for and I think that's when people were like shit the real money is in these super common games but the very nice versions and I, like I said I get it. The versions I have, they're not perfect, and they're not sealed. They are CIB, but they're still worth a hell of a lot more money than I paid for them, and me sitting here trying to justify how to pay five figures for a piece of plastic and a PCB, it's tough. Okay, It was hard enough to go drop the coin on Super or Little Samson and be like, oh, it's fine. You know, it, I, I have to justify it and do mental gymnastics to be okay with it. But Stadium Events is this whole other world where I'm like, I could buy a car. I could buy a yeah. car, but... I'm keeping it all in the hobby. I'm trying to, and I it's I just see this if shift. If you change of focus. your mind, I I would love a new car. So. <laughs> I need a new car. Shit, <laughs> I'm still driving the car I have because I want stadium events. And it's funny, like a lot of people are like, "Oh, why do you get hung up on stadium events?" I'll tell the story very quickly. Twenty five plus years ago, I knew it was hard to find then too. Okay, we worked at Funko Land. I tried to order it. We you you had an NES, you know, you had the NES stuff. I, I called as a personal order and tried to order it never showed up when i worked at funko land i requested it from the warehouse never showed up right like it was never going to show up because they never had them they said they would buy them for 26 and sell them for 39 i almost remember it like it was yesterday at that time and they never showed up but i knew that those were hard to find then you could tell what games you know standing there i could see what was hard to find and what wasn't what came through a lot and what didn't and that's how i knew like Bonk and Snow Brothers and Bubble Bobble 2 and all those Power Blade 2s, you could just you just knew that they were hard to find. And, you know, I, I did my best, but it's been something that I've wanted to get for 25 years, and it's become so much more exclusively difficult to do so because they're all in the hands of people who know what they are. You're never going to just find one in the wild. It's like, you know, they, yeah, we might as well be looking for, like, hen's teeth or whatever you want to call you know, whatever. 
You're not going to find some dude that's like, yeah, hey, I found this game in my collection yeah. from when I was a kid. Yeah, here's 10 Nintendo games and Stadium yeah. Events is in it. Yeah, that's not going to happen. I'm so, just trying to get like 20 bucks for them. Yeah, you're like, okay, I'll give you 20, I guess. Um, but it's just one of those things that, yes, I, I, is it going to be the last one I get? <laughs> almost, almost positively. Am I ever going to get it? Maybe. But I am going to try. But yes, my point is now I'm at 672, four normal games, and one Stadium Events away. And then... I don't know. Probably go after the unlicensed set, or I don't know what I'll do then. Keep the hope alive. Yeah, well, then I'm going to have to get isn't a safety there, deposit box because I'm not cheap keeping that shit at the house. <laughs> isn't there another game that uh, is super... I, I, know, I don't know if that would even count towards the U.S. release, but isn't there another game that was super rare as well? Like, I feel like there not was like two... That. I thought there was something else. Like, they did one... Wasn't it like a special event game they released for so something? Are, that's different. Okay. Okay, you're talking about Nintendo World Championships. Yeah. That's there's a gray cart about. and there's a gold cart. Those games are not part. You ask me, everybody defines themselves what a set is. Okay. But if you ask me, I could never walk into a store and buy a copy of those games in box from KB Toys or Toys R Us or Meyer or whoever. Because that was something you had to get. Like you, you got a copy of Nintendo World Championships first for um, the gray cart for uh, qualifying and participating in the Nintendo World Championships. Right. Okay. They're numbered. They have the PCBs and the dip switches on them. Uh, somebody, there are people who document who has which ones, which ones we can't find, all that stuff. The gold so those cards, don't, those wouldn't count towards. No, there's literally like less than 400 of those in the whole world, I believe. Okay, and then the gold cards, I think there's like 26. If I'm not mistaken, there's very few. Those were something that were sold through Nintendo Power, and this were this is where the nerds want to argue because one nerd, well, you could buy it. You could buy it through Nintendo Power. They offered them for sale in an, an issue of Nintendo Power to say, hey, if you want to copy the, this gold cart limited version of that that we did, we'll sell it to you. And there's, How much? At the How time, much back then? Oh, at the time, nothing. I'm sure they were, I don't know, $25, $50, something like that. Nowadays, you want a gold cart uh, Nintendo World Championships? <laughs> sell your house. And that's not even a joke. Yeah. Sell your house. Six figures minimum. Like, uh, somewhere in that range is what you would pay nowadays. I was just wondering if it was one of those when you made the comment about some people say, well, they sold it in Nintendo Power. If it was one of those, well, we'll sell it to you, but it's like, you know, it's a limited edition. We'll sell it for 150 bucks new. Uh, that out. There we go. Yes, uh, the gold cart Nintendo World Championship cart is, um, that's for... <laughs> The ten richest kings of Europe, or whatever that Simpsons like. Only the five <laughs> richest kings of Europe will be able to afford one. They were talking about computers in the future and all that stuff. Uh, but yeah, that's not something I would even wrap my head around ever even thinking about owning. That is not a realistic thing. Honestly, I wouldn't think stadium events ever would have been. But you know what? Retro Bobby bought one, and he said I should do it, so I'm going to do it. Thanks, Bobby. <laughs> you know, as much as we plug him, uh, you think he should be listening to the podcast? I might, you know, I, I should I should probably tell him that we have a podcast and then I, I talk about him on it because I don't all the time. I would probably like to have him on it because I think I'd love to hear his perspective as somebody who did that and Let's do it I, someday. Let yeah, me, that yeah. works. Now that I got the new Roadcaster Pro here, brought to you by Rode, uh, <laughs> I paid for it myself. It is not a sponsored segment, but you can, yeah, we could call somebody right through Bluetooth or Skype and then record it right in. Yeah, we're fancy. Yeah, we're very fancy. Stick our pinky out. Yeah, pinky's out. But yeah, so that's the, I mean, that's the, kind of went deep into the into the weeds there with the collecting for the NES stuff. I yeah, bought, but this is kind of a, I mean, for the better part of it, this is kind of a, we're just gabbing tonight anyway. Yeah. It's not a. It's free form, man. Yeah, it's not the standard, like the previous episodes. No, 
which we'll get back to that. Yeah, we will. Certainly. But it's one of those, we're kind of off the cuff tonight because there's a transition. Jerry's uh, yep. handing the guard off to me, and that's where we go. Yep, yep. I'm trying to think of some other stuff. What was that? It's my chair. Oh, well. It's squeaky. Stop doing that. I'm no. ruining, I'm ruining the you're recording. You're ruining everything. The chair. You're a ruiner. I, I did purchase a number of other things in the meantime. Uh, we just got back from Petoskey, and I bought... I went up and saw Corey at Grand Traverse Games up there, who was friends with Mark uh, oh, from, cool. from the podcast, and uh, bought, I think I bought Silent Hill 2 and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. Oh, game. oh Silent Hill 2 is amazing. Yeah, we'll talk really about it game. someday. That'll be, that's on our list, because I love that game. I beat the first one over in quarantine about 10 months ago, and it's nothing. I think you and I talked one. about this a while back, but I actually think Silent Hill 2 is... You might slap me for it, but I think that was my man. This chair squeaky. What is wrong with you? I don't know. <laughs> um, I actually think Silent Hill Two is better than Resident. Like I like Resident, but I I, I think Evil. I enjoyed Silent Hill better. I I have the nostalgia for Resident Evil because I remember buying that game and being so hyped for it and playing the first one and being so confused about how to move around. But I would say ostensibly that Silent Hill is a better franchise. Resident Evil is good. You get into four, it's good. You know, everybody has their opinions about a number of them, but I, I, I think of all of them, Silent Hill Two is probably the best of all those. You know, the Capcom versus Konami. That that Who not had the Capcom better spinoff Konami. movies. Oh, I mean, you didn't have Mila Jovovich in the Silent Hill movies. That's true. So yeah, that's kind of a default win. <laughs> uh, my bad. I knew it would be for you. I know. <laughs> Sorry, Silent Hill. <laughs> yeah, tough titties, literally. Um, but I also bought, uh, I think, a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Three for. Xbox, I bought another Xbox game. It was buy two, get one free. And I bought Silent Hill 2, Teenage Mutant Turtles, and something else. I don't remember off the top of my head. And I then, heard that game. Is it fun? I don't know. I'm going to find out. It was, a get, it was the get one free because the other one I bought because I wanted it, but I don't remember what it was. Well, was it something else or get one free? It was a get one free. I don't know. Anyway. Well, if you guys see something else by Xbox, pick it up. Yeah, yeah. Just, just snag it. I um I also went to Out of This World Games and Arcade or Arcade and Games I believe it's owned by a guy named Grant and it's right in downtown Petoskey and it's in the basement of a coin shop, uh, Treasures I forget what it's called but the guy had a great little shop man it was super cool you walk downstairs there's a whole line of arcade machines and then the game store is kind of in the back of this one big long hall he restores video game systems and arcade machines and TVs and all that so he does all the kind of same stuff I do. But he had a pretty extensive NES uh, lineup. And it's like, I don't go around here. There, there isn't any of that stuff anymore. No one's selling any of it. They don't get it in really that often. And then when they do, it's stuff I already have. So when I went there, he had a copy of Wrecking Crew and a copy of Cuckoo Land, which I had. They're loose. But I was like, you know what? I have my little Instagram backdrop. I'm always moving games back and forth because part of it is all the black box games. Yeah. So I decided that I would buy another copy of each one because I'm a stupid idiot. But I bought, they, I got them and he gave me a good price on them. And then I got... Metal Gear complete in box for NES, and I got uh, Legend or I'm sorry, Zelda Two: The Adventure of Link complete in box, and it's a very nice copy of it. Nice, yeah. So I grabbed those today um, from Grant, and uh, like I said, great shop, out of this world, uh, arcade and games. If you're ever up in, way up in northern Michigan in Petoskey, definitely worth the stop in. Uh, very nice guy, younger younger guy, but he's doing a he's doing a great job. I really really liked the way he laid his shop out and what he was. He genuinely cared about the stuff. Like you could tell he used to collect and now he's moved on to running it as a business. So. I miss a legit arcade. Dude, it was a legit arcade. They I must have those. had. Like we don't have, do we even have one around here anymore? 
I had a friend that tried to start one, and then the pandemic started, and I don't think it ended Stupid well. Stupid pandemic. Yeah, lousy, lousy flavors. Um, but uh, he must have had, I'd say he had 30 to 40 arcade games, including a two and four slot Neo Geo. He had Versus Castlevania nice. for Nintendo. Um, I didn't look at a whole lot of them because I was super focused on all the game stuff. I was like, yeah, that's cool. None of these are on right now. Uh, what do you got for sale? <laughs> um, but yeah, so what else did I buy? I bought I bought Newtopia 2, complete in box for Turbo. Nice. I collect for Turbo 2, so I bought a, it's like a Zelda clone for the Turbo Graphics, and I already had the first one, but I had both growing up, and uh, I, I saw it. It was at 1UP Games in Saginaw, and when I was up there buying Little Samson, I'm like, well, I can't buy it right now. Like, what? So I was like, I waited, and I talked to Mark, and he's like, oh, we could give you a little bit better price than what's on there, and and uh, like about a month later, I wound up buying it. So it's, yeah, that was cool, and Good. I'm trying to think of what else I've purchased recently. I've been doing a lot of fix-up stuff for Kyle. I got Shining the Holy Ark for Saturn, a uh, role-playing game. I got, oh, I can't remember. I'll have to think about it, but yeah, just, you know, those were the highlights. The NES was the highlights. And like I said, we're down to four plus one now. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So what about you? What have you been buying besides records? Wendy's records. That was it. Yeah. Wendy's. I bought, I bought Wendy's tonight. Thanks man. Got me a burger. Sweet. You need some money for that? No, we're good. Okay. So I should charge you because you're so picky. He is picky by the way. I am really not that picky. Yeah. No tomato, no onion, no mayo. Dude, just order it and pick it off. It's not that big of a deal. Pick off mayonnaise? Use a knife. You ever try to take mayonnaise off a sandwich? I have. (laughs) I I wouldn't recommend it. Anyway, I don't even hate mayonnaise that much, but I just don't want it on a burger. All right. Anyway, I digress. Anything else? Or you want to wrap it up? I don't know. I don't think we have anything else. I mean, uh, we can talk about what the next episode's going to have on it. Yeah, so I want to talk a little bit about what you expect going forward. I think we're trying to get a, on a more consistent um, a more consistent release schedule. So I'm really going to try and make sure we get something out uh, every other week. At some point, I'd like to potentially do it every week, but, you know, I get it. We're adults with lives, and it's tough sometimes. So. Yeah. And if we I, get more than like four listeners, then we'll start we'll start yeah. pushing towards no. every week. So never then is what you're saying. We're gonna get more. Yeah. We, <laughs> well, we we got big things coming. Yeah, yeah. Big things. Yeah, huge, huge things like my shoes. Uh so yeah, the next episode that we discuss will be back to the normal format. Uh we're going to discuss uh Super Mario Sunshine with uh my friend Kyle. Kyle owns Retro Replayed here in Flint down on Saginaw Street. Uh just purchased good the dude. Yeah, very good dude. Kyle purchased the company um some months ago. From another person, and I uh, have been helping him with as much as I can from a restoration, like try to help him fix consoles, make sure they're ready, cleaned up. I've got an ultrasonic cleaner and all that stuff. So, um, it, so he will be on the next episode, uh, and we will be discussing Super Mario Sunshine, and uh, we should expect that to be out. Or you know, that was the original intent, and then we had some changes with with Jerry, and no big deal. Like I said, there's no hard feelings there at all. Jerry's a great guy, and I love him. Um, oh, Jerry will be on. Yeah. We're going to have to have we'll get, Jerry We'll on. get him back on. Yeah, but, sure. uh, but yeah, the next episode will be Kyle for that. And then, um, you know, we'll go from there. I will also say, I haven't talked about this yet, and I really should. Not really collecting-centric, but really, really cool. Man, the family video by me, they all closed down, right? So when the family video closed down, I went in there. Like the day that they went, went started liquidating, and I'm like, you know, I, I was like... Uh, that that uh, resurfacer you back you got back there is that sold yet? And the lady's like, "Well, somebody was interested in it, but if you want it, I you know I can give you a call or you can check back in in a day or two. And uh, I said, "Okay." So I left my name and number, and then I went back like I think 
two days later and was like, so did you wind up selling it or because it was still there? And she goes, you know, no, if you want to buy it, you can buy it. It's three hundred dollars. I think it was like two days because we went and that's we yeah. went back over there to pick up some of the shelves. Yep. And yeah, I got some shelves too because I'm a nerd and I collect VHS stuff and I wanted some family video shelves for my VHS. We're going to we're going to open a VHS store. There's someday. no doubt about it. Like I'm going to open a store where we sell used games and VHS and that's pretty much it. At some point in my life that'll happen, I'm sure. But the the disc resurfacer I got, I knew it was nice, right? I didn't but I did not realize how nice until I got it. It is an Eco Auto Smart. If you ever are familiar with that those or, or whatever, look them up. Go look at Go watch a uh, YouTube video about them. They are absolutely amazing. I am not a huge proponent of trying to repair optical discs like CDs, DVDs, and all that stuff because, you know, growing up, you and I, scratch disc, that's it. You're like, okay, well, that's just the way it is forever. Like, I had Nirvana CDs for 20 years that had the same scratches on yeah, them. You just skip that track. When or, it starts or hope going, it didn't <laughs> affect it. Yeah. If it hope it didn't affect playback. So I get this thing, this Eco Auto Smart, and they list for like, come to find out, they list for like $6,000. Now, you can find one used for like $1,500 to $2,000. This thing is absolutely amazing. There are videos of people on the internet. A guy literally takes like a crappy game, you know, optical media, takes it up against a concrete wall, scrapes the shit out of it, and then puts it in the machine, runs it at like a four. There's like five different levels of, of thing, of uh, resurfacing. And it comes out looking like brand new. It, 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 it blew my whole world's mind of perspective of what you could do with that kind of stuff. Because I, like I said, I've had discs for years that I knew were jacked up and I was like, Oh, that's just how they are. You don't hope they work, but now it does, it's, it's amazing. So yeah, I got the disc resurfacer, got it all set up. That was kind of a pain, but I figured out how it all works. And now it's like when I was up at uh, grand Traverse games, he had a box of stuff that was like free and he had a copy of road rash in there for PlayStation. He had a copy of jet set radio future and Sega GT 2002, which was the pack in for Xbox mm-hmm. free because the discs were all jacked up. I'm like, okay, I took them home, fixed them up. They look like brand new. They look like brand new. Like I'm not even. I'll have to put some po- pictures up on uh, social media. Here, say put some up there. Yeah, you because holy crap, it, it was it blew my mind. So that was another thing that I purchased recently that was like a huge investment. I'm actually probably going to start a little eBay business, uh, resurfacing discs for people, and I already do it for my friends now. Where it's like, he doesn't do it for me. You haven't asked. I don't have discs. I don't do it. I'm, uh, I'm weird. So then whose fault is it really? It's probably mine. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Don't try to make me out like I'm the villain here. <laughs> but anyway, so I did buy that too. That was really, really cool. I should have I should have mentioned that earlier, but it was a really neat thing that I use quite a bit. And my son loves it. He thinks it's the coolest thing ever. He's like, oh, it's like going to the doctor and these are the patients. He just thinks it's the most fun <laughs> thing ever. But it is it's pretty legit. So, um, but yeah, so... You know, next I'll, next episode, Kyle. Um, but I, I, you know, we'll 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 talk about Super Mario Sunshine. I talked about that. Um, why don't you tell tell the listeners where they can find us on the internet? Oh, we can definitely do that. I'm gonna break you in tonight. So our social media, so Instagram and Twitter. If you're a tweeter, Twitter. I just want to say tweeter because yeah. it's not old. Um, Instagram and Twitter is at Lost Joystick. Uh, Facebook and Twitch is a Lost Joystick Network. Which I don't ever post anything on either, but we have it. And I think uh, I might twist Mike's arm, but I think we're going to have to actually bite the bullet and probably start looking towards YouTube too. I have a YouTube account for the thing, but I've never used it. I think we're going to start using yeah. it. You guys can see well, our, I've our got, old faces on here. Yep. we got cameras and got stuff. A, got here. the webcam here. Got a nice Logi, uh, you know, 1080p webcam. Yeah, it's fancy. We'll probably got a really to... good deal on it. It was, yeah. it was a steal. <laughs> it was, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Statute of limitations might not be over on all that stuff <laughs> in my life. So, no, uh, that was no, it's fine. 
Um, but it. actually like it quite a bit. And uh, yeah, we'll probably do some. At, my plan is to at least record us doing this and we can live stream it or you know, post it to YouTube after as yeah. well. And that way we can kind of get a footprint over there and get people who listen through YouTube. Like I didn't know people listen to YouTube uh, podcasts through YouTube. I didn't know that. Well, I know that was, I, know. I was talking to a couple of people telling them younger people. I work with some younger people. I work in retail and uh, we were talking about the podcast and I had made a comment about it and they're like, Oh, it's done YouTube. Every one of them said it's done YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, we're on everything but YouTube. Not so yet. We will be on you back off young people, but Up I yours, young people so, again, Cool. Instagram and Twitter is at Lost Joystick. Uh, Facebook and Twitch is Lost Joystick Network. And yep. then our email is info, I-N-F-O, at lostjoystickNetwork.com. Two things. Number one, Instagram is the best place to find us right now. You yes. can message us on there. Also, you want to rate us on iTunes, give us five stars. Tell us how bad we suck. I don't care as long as you give us five stars. You can... Tell me I'm an idiot. I if you tell that. us we suck, you still better listen, though, at least. It's fine. I don't care. Just, no, anyway. Um, but yes, <laughs> I am most active on Instagram. Uh, I will certainly do my best to be more active. And we probably need to get you on those accounts. Yeah, probably. So, and then... Does the email still stand? The email... As I say, that's point number two. Number two, nobody's ever done this. But I, I, I have direct access and constant access to it. If somebody will email me at info at lostjoysticknetwork.com or Mike... I should actually check because I think I've been checking it. Mike, it. <laughs> I wonder if somebody's done it. <laughs> oh, good lord! If you met, if you let, let's can you say, look at that right now before we sign off? Can you look at no, it? Let me see? see if I can. I'm sure we won't be too optimistic about it, but we'll still look. Let me let me see what I got here. We can uh, we can run over we can run over tonight. It's fine. Yeah, nobody has. Okay. okay. So we're so, gonna stick to the email address again is info at lostjoysticknetwork.com. If you email me at that email address. With the subject, buy me Bone Storm or go to hell. I will send you, I will ship you within the continental United States a video game from my personal collection. We will we'll have to negotiate which one. <laughs> it's not going to come from the set. It's not going to be Teddy Vince. I was going to say, you're not getting Little Samson. You're not getting Little Samson, <laughs> so you can stuff it. Maybe, right maybe, maybe like Clue Clue Land. Yeah, no, not even that. No? Oh, wow. It's, it's going to oh, be something. You got to give him some kind. It's going to be something I have a duplicate of. That's hey, for sure. Hey, you know what? I'll throw something in, too. Oh, cool. Well, I, it, right. won't, it won't be a video game, but I'll throw something. Will it be no It'll hair? be something fun. No hair? It'll be something fun. <laughs> I'll throw something but fun. Email us, info at lostjoysticknetwork.com. Buy me Bone Storm or go to hell, and we will send you a video game from my personal collection, probably a duplicate. But something fun. And then Jay will send you something fun as well. I don't know what that means. It'll be fun. Don't make it sex weird toys. No, I won't do that. That's just awkward. You know what you should? No. No? Maybe. Depends on their age. I, well, and, uh, look, well most of the people that listen. Though, yeah, so yeah. Okay. They're probably old, so it's Either cool. Way. Yeah, they're, they're into it. I'll send them some loose yeah. candies. All right. Anything butterscotches. else? Butterscotches. Yeah, yeah. Some, some Werther's. Some butterscotches. Yeah. I have all my teeth still. I keep them in my pocket. <laughs> uh, anything else? No, I, I think that's it. I think we're I think we're ready to go. Well, welcome. I'm glad to have you aboard. Hey, I'm happy excited, to be here. Excited for you to be here. And uh, with that, I will say go out there, have fun, be safe, and be excellent to each other.
one is it? I don't know. That one. <laughs> you can't talk over the music. I know. <laughs> you blew it. Already you've blown it.